Hi everyone and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And we're back today to talk to you about The Hating Game. Alright, so this one is my recommendation. It was um, sent to me by my friend Kara. Shout out in case she is listening. Um, and so this one is a modern romance. So yes. we're breaking out of our typical... We're back where it's a contempt. It's a contempt and it's also first person. Yes, it's also first person, which this is our first first person And I think most of the historicals we read sort of flip back and forth between the main character's perspectives. And this one is entirely from Lucy's, the heroine's perspective. You never get Josh's. Joshua. Joshua Templeman's. You never get his perspective. All right, so um, this is the book jacket description. Nemesis, noun. An opponent or rival whom a person cannot best or overcome. Two, a person's undoing. Three, Joshua Templeman. Dun, dun, dun. Lucy- that's, that's not on the book jacket. That's just me. Uh, it's color commentary. Obviously. Lucy Hutton and Joshua Templeman hate each other. Not dislike, not begrudgingly tolerate, hate. And they have no problem displaying their feelings through a series of ritualistic passive-aggressive maneuvers as they sit across from each other, executive assistants to co-CEOs of a publishing company. Lucy can't understand Joshua's joyless, uptight, meticulous approach to his job. Joshua is clearly baffled by Lucy's overly bright clothes, quirkiness, and Pollyanna attitude. Now up for the same promotion, their battle of wills has come to a head and Lucy refuses to back down when their latest game could cost her her dream job. But the tension between Lucy and Joshua has also reached its boiling point and Lucy is discovering that maybe she doesn't hate Joshua and maybe he doesn't hate her either. Or maybe this is just another game. That is a terrible description. That's okay, so that's the back. So, well, all right, so random number this time was 28. What's your description? No, it's 26. Oh, excuse me. 26. Okay. So sorry. So mine is, Josh and Lucy hate each other. Tropes abound from unrealistic descriptions of publishing to their entire personalities. Everything is seriously accept- seriously sexy except for the ass lap. Okay, so here's mine. Ever worked with someone you... So, I'm restarting this one. <laughs> Ever worked with someone hot but annoying? And had sexy dreams about, and kind of wanted to date but never did, your wish fulfillment is here. This is, I think, the office drama romance novel. Yeah. Like, taken to 11. Yeah, for sure. And we talk a lot about liking romance novels where the people's, like, exterior lives are really fleshed out. There is none of that <laughs> there's here. There's they nothing have, yeah. There are no supporting characters except their co-workers and their parents. Yeah. Um, and I guess his... And his brother... His brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so outside of, you don't see them outside of their workplace or family. She expressly has no friends. Yeah. But I mean like this, but so I guess their life, this is like, I guess a millennial romance, right? Their work is their life. But you don't even know work. what city they're in. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. I guess I just assume New York, but. I assumed a much smaller town because they oh. both drive to work. Oh, okay. And no one in New York would drive. True. They say, they're in the garage. There's a, there's a sexy elevator scene, guys. It's so good. Uh, it's not... Look, okay. I say sexy elevator scene. It makes you think Fifty Shades of Grey. No. No. It is not like that. Much no. Better. Oh, that's, that's offensive to compare the two. I'm just... like That's why I'm saying I want to let you know it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey. So, once again, I think we've reviewed a thousand romance novels so far where or the first descriptor we've said is, it's really fun. It's very fun. Like, it's very lighthearted. Yeah. They have... If you like witty dialogue... And, like, quick back and forth. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. Is the two of them sparring with each other all day. Yeah, that's basically it. So it's called The Hating Game. And she said... This is another one where... So Lane usually doesn't like the... The 
um, show Don't Tell. Yes. Right? So she says she hates him. She talks a big game about how they hate each other. Hate, 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 hate. And, like, I get it. It's called The Hating Game. Like, it's part of the book. They don't hate each other. No. And they're, granted, the whole point is you as the reader are coming in during the period where their relationship is clearly changing. Like, you hear a lot about the horrible things They've been working with each other for, like, a year. And they do a good job. I feel like Sally Thorne, the author. Did we say that? We did. It's by Sally Thorne. This was published in 2016. Yeah. So, um, she does a good job, I think, of he, he, he is rude. He's rude. He's, like, he's not suddenly this dream super nice, never steps a foot out of line. Yeah. But it is a little bit hard to imagine either of them sending each other home crying yeah. and having a full file with HR yeah. the way you're told yeah. they do. And for a full year, too. Like, mm-hmm. not, it's not like three months of, I don't like him. It's, it's 12 full months of, we hate each other so much. And they sit in a completely mirrored glass room across yeah. from each other all day, every day. Yeah. So apparently this was very contentious prior to our arrival on the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, so they work together, and then they now, like the book jacket said, they are up for the same promotion. She feels, I think, sort of inadequate. Like, I think she feels like she can do the job and should do the job. But I think she feels like on paper he's better for it. Yeah, so basically she's... The two rival publishing companies merged. Yes. The CEOs are now co-CEOs. And they were both the individual assistants to the CEOs before the companies merged. Um, So she's... She's like a passion the English for publishing, major, English you know, major. Literature, she loves it. And this was her dream job. Yeah. Like she's only ever wanted to work right. in publishing and she loves what she gets to do every day. Whereas he is, as we come to find out, an MBA. An MBA. And he got into business because he didn't he couldn't be, be a doctor. doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, that's a laugh at. He's, he has very white boy problems. Here. Yes. Oh, <laughs> very white boy problems. Uh, but so he couldn't be a doctor. But he's not particularly interested in the publishing, in publishing. aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he got involved and took this job partially because he wanted to stick it to his dad and get a job very yeah. quickly. But partially because he's just interested in like the financial side of yeah. salvaging a company in an yes. industry that's facing unique challenges. Yeah. The fact that it is publishing is sort of secondary yeah. to him. And then, okay, spoiler alert, the only reason he stayed for 12 months is because he was working across from Lucy. Oh, he's so in love with her. It's painful. Like the whole time. It's and hilarious. And to him, like 12 freaking months. Like, are you kidding me? Just pining. Yeah. Just doing nothing but pining. And But also kind of doing slightly creepy things, like writing down in his calendar when she wears a skirt and when she wears pants. <laughs> That's creepy. No, it's skirt versus dress. She doesn't wear pants. I'm sorry, Lane. She's a trope. They're all tropes. Yeah, so skirt, she's, she, okay, so that said, this is the Manic Pixie Dream Girl novel, but from her perspective. Yes. She is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's tiny. Yes. She has these very vivid coloring, mm-hmm. so her eyes are blue. They're the most beautiful blue you've ever seen ever. Robin's ever. egg blue. Tiffany blue. The most gorgeous blue ever. But don't worry, his eyes are blue too. Just yeah, a different just shade. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's eyeballs are blue and the exact shade of blue is described yeah. in vivid detail several times. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm talking about this as if I hate it. I cannot tell you how much I love this book. Oh, oh this, Elaine <laughs> loves this book. Love this I, book. I was agnostic. Like, it's fine. I, I don't hate the book I, you know, but I don't even love it I would I argue the strength it. of the book when we get to our formal review is the sex <laughs> yeah I agree that is the strongest part of this yeah. book yeah if you were like into romance novels but not into sex scenes hard pass on this you one you guys you probably won't want to read this one 
All right. Okay, so what did you think about like, the overall quality of the book? I mean, I thought it was well written. I didn't have issues with like grammar or vocabulary, anything weird like that. It was, it's definitely to me like somebody had this idea of a fantasy and, and wrote it out. Like she had a crush on a coworker mm. and like made it real. Which I, I'm, I'm not saying is bad. No, 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 but I can see that. Like, you know? this person's kink is workplace. Right, right. Sexiness and... Yeah. Yeah. And, and who knows? Like, maybe there's... There was... And maybe maybe absolutely not. Like, maybe not at all. Mm -hmm. But maybe there was someone who was, like, married in her office and she always thought it was, like, super hot, but never... So could never get anything with... I don't know. Like, I can see this as a... This great fantasy come to life. Yeah. No, th that makes sense. I definitely, I think her writing is really charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The characters, and I sort of alluded to this with their, they have no lives outside of each other and yeah. work. Th they're very much caricatures. Yes. Like, they have dreams. Like I said, her dream is. Her dream is like very sexy. No, I meant oh, more like. excuse me, not as the actual dream. <laughs> no, I meant more like as a person, she wants to work in publishing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, her yeah. dream job. You know, he has this family drama. He wants to stick it to them. But like, you don't know who they were. It's true. You yeah. don't really know who they're going to yeah. be. She is, like you said, just a manic pixie dream girl. And yeah. he is literally a cookie cutter hot guy. Yeah. Like he's, he's really hot, guys. He's real hot. He's real hot. He's real tall. He's a great cook. He's, he's, he's he works out a lot. He works out a lot. He's he like strong. Anticipates her freakouts before she has them. Oh, and he wears like nice clothes. Like he's well dressed. Well tailored. Yes. Like not just expensive, but clearly yeah. understands what fits him. Yes. Like, exactly. He is every inch a fantasy male. Yeah. Well, and not only that. Okay. Spoiler alert, because they do get to the end. The end. He has been in love with her from the moment he saw her. Right. He's this real hard ass who can be rude, who can be quiet, mm -hmm. who can be dismissive, but she is what makes him pudding. Yes. Yes. She is She is his raison d'etre. Like he, she is the only reason that he stuck around at this dead end job anyway. Yeah. You know? It's hilarious yeah but so, so it's not okay I've okay not, i'm sorry this is my favorite reveal she goes to his house she goes in his room she's like i like the color of your walls he picked the color of his walls they are the same color as her eyes and she recognizes them which is like this is a total spoiler for the end but i have no ability to recognize my own eye color. Yeah. In... Well, I mean, I do, but my eyes are brown. So, you know. <laughs> Mine are, like, ambiguous blue-green. I wouldn't, like, look at anything aqua and assumed you were, like, all about my junk. Well, like... because I'm trying to imagine, like, going to someone's house and I'm like, wow, your walls are brown. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my first thought is not, like, oh, it's the color of my eyeballs. Yeah. It's well, like, and it's because, and, like, she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, oh, wait, it's, like, the exact same color. And he has such a good color memory because this is the first time she's ever been there. So it's not like she's ever been there and he like compared paint swatches or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hilarious. And he even has a line about joking with her about laying desperately celibate in his Lucy Blue room. Yeah. And I just died. I was like, this is such a fantasy come to life. So oh, when, yeah. When I'm talking about the writing of the characters, like know that I'm speaking about it from the perspective of like, was it engaging? Yeah. Her purpose was not they, to, like, fully, complexly realize human beings. No, they exist to interact with each other. Yes. 
And so all you want is sort of a microcosm of two sexy people yeah. duking it out. Like, welcome. Yeah. This yeah. is all this book is. And so, you know, and like the whole thing, like he's tall, hot, strong, well-dressed, handsome, rich, whatever. She's um, short. She's beautiful. Um, she's very like vividly colored. She's very feminine. She only wears red lipstick. Yes. In the color flamethrower. And she has tubes with her everywhere, everywhere. she goes. Yeah. And, but she comes from like a more blue collar family. They're farmers. And I don't know, just the whole thing. Well, her whole mom was a journalist, right? Yeah, but she gave it up. To become a farmer. To become a farmer. Wife. Like uh, organic. I think maybe it's like organic blueberries or something. Strawberries. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. There's strawberries. many different types of strawberries. And her family runs Sky Diamond Farms, and it is very much a joke, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes. I died. But this that, whole yeah. book is like I, I think one I, big running joke. I think I assumed blueberries because of her eyes, but mm. I, th I'm so sorry, guys. God, I got that detail wrong. God, remember the fruit, really. Yeah. I'll say, so you know my, you know by now how annoyed I get with the, you know, you don't know you're beautiful trope. Mm. That does not happen in this book. It doesn't exist at all. She knows she's hot, like she dresses, to be hot. But she's it's not like that's what drives her. No. She just, there, there are no thoughts about like, could he ever like me? No, 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 it not is, at all. In fact, I think she's pretty upfront about attraction. Mm -hmm. The problem is they just don't like each other. Mm -hmm. Or that's what she thinks, of course. Right. But so, I, I think the writing overall, I thought the book moves really well. It does, it's, it's very fast paced. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's, my, was, I think my biggest issue with it is mm -hmm. that they, they were together for a full year before this happened. Because right. this is very fast paced, um, they get together very quickly. Yes. In so the book. Basically, the book starts, this job has been announced. Yes. That this job posting is going to happen. And from that to literally the conclusion end of the book, the whole book takes place in maybe two weeks. Yeah, I think two or three weeks, yeah. Tops? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so and so basically, so they've been in the same room, in the same job for 52 weeks. And then two or three weeks later, like it's all, it's done. So yeah. like she, she truly thought for 52 weeks that he hated her? Well, and realistically, all it took to change that mentality was like, a paintball game? Yeah. And I think what you're supposed to understand as the reader is what gives him the impetus to do this is knowing the job is yeah. now available. Only one of them is going to get it. Yeah. So one way or another, they won't be working together yeah. anymore. And but, so he starts trying to move it forward. Yeah, but still... But it's still... Yeah. Yeah, like, to, I don't know. I guess to me, it's like... Because if it were not written so charmingly, it would be super creepster for him to like... Oh, yeah, no. You, you see what I mean? There is a degree of like, no, he doesn't watch her sleep, but... He would if he could. And he sort of does in her house with her permission-ish. Yeah, but... He, he, he actually, he <laughs> does watch her sleep, actually, after she like, like has a vomit attack. Yes. <laughs> we promise this book is sexy? <laughs> I swear. I swear it's really hot. Speaking about dreams, so an actual like dream dream that she has, she basically has like the female version of a wet dream about him. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's when she starts to like see him differently. Yes. So she goes to sleep pissed off at him. Yeah. And they have a fight where she, he says something about like, when I'm your boss, I'm going to tell you, you can't wear your like dumb little outfits and you're going to wear a burlap sack all the time. Yeah. And so like this conversation and he's like, he says like, I'm going to work you so hard. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. And that like phrase leads her to have this sexy dream she comes into work the next day like dressed to the nines oh and like like hot 
Yeah, yeah like, like short, like she's like, she gets dressed and she comes to her, she's like, maybe this skirt is a little short. And then she tries to leave her coat on yeah. and they get into this like desperately hot back and forth. Of course. And he says to her, like, why are you so dressed up? Hot date. And she's like, yeah, I do, because she does. Well, she goes out and finds one. Well, so she's like so desperate. She gets one. She goes and finds a date. And he, because he doesn't believe her. Yeah. Tells her that he's going to drive her to the date. Yeah. At which point there is a sec uh, a kissing scene in an elevator. In elevators. This is the elevator scene I was talking that about. That is very good. It's, it's uh, like so many times better than the elevator scene you're picturing in your head right now. It's so decadent. Yeah. And like she even describes it that way. Like the Lucy's like her internal monologue is if this were a movie we'd be ripping each other's clothes off and that's not what's happening. We're yeah. savoring each other. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. it was great. And then at that point he like feels awful once yeah. he realizes that she was she actually, actually going on a, a date, date and he yeah. just jumped her and she's pissed and like all this stuff. So he attempts to make it up to her which starts sort of the 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 non-hating part of right. the Right, so but between him nursing her through her bout of sickness yeah. and this kissing scene in the elevator yeah. is sort of the beginning of them, they call it the or something game. Yeah. So like, what are we going to be if we don't hate each other? Well, something more than friends, I guess. Yeah. So they spend the next, and the, the other negotiation here, she's agreed to go to a wedding with him. Yes. Yeah, she agrees to go to his brother's wedding. And so there's a really, this kind of starts merging into sexiness. Yeah. But, like, there's a really good scene on his couch. Yeah. There's a scene where she's describing the reality of her dream to him in the car. Yeah. And then there's the actual, they hook up at the wedding. Hook up at the wedding. And then there's the morning after, which is, not, it's not necessarily sexy, but it's like. Well, there's three, because there's the, when they first get to the hotel. Yeah. Then there's them finally getting together. Yeah. And then there's the morning after. Yeah. So it's, and the their initial hookup is like two chapters it's long. It's real long. Yeah. And very indulgent. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. And I will say this, for all that the characters are thin. Yeah. Like, on purpose, but they are. Yeah. There's, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of filler in their interactions with one yeah. another. Like, sometimes sex scenes end up being really long because you end up in someone's head and they reflect on their last four relationships. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's, and it's not sexy. You know? Right. It's character-driven and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's, that's fine for some books, but, like, that wouldn't make any sense here. Right. And this is, it's all very hot. Yeah. Um, and so, overall, like, that is the strength of this book, I yeah. feel like. So, Are there any other tropes or, like, situations yeah. that bothered you? Well, uh, so, of course, there's the opposites attract yes. trope because he's, I mean, we've already described it. She's she's short. He's tall. He's, he's business. She's literature. He's a gym rat. She lives on, like, candy from the convenience store. Yeah. So, like, it's, there's, it's very opposites attract, mm -hmm. which, which, to me, is just another part of the fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so there's that trope. Um... I will say, oh, okay, so I don't know if this is a romance trope, but this is definitely like a, a trope that just happened, like this is a narrative mm -hmm. trope, it's just in general that, I, I, it. well, I don't want to say I find it annoying, because mm -hmm. that's not, it can work. I don't think it worked well here. What trope? Um, it's the one where the main character overhears something and just can't figure out what it is, but you as the reader, like can figure out immediately. Okay. And I'm talking about how, okay, so another spoiler alert. 
the wedding they're going to. It's his brother marrying. Don't spoil this one because okay, it's, so obvious. it's so obvious. It's so obvious, obvious but marrying someone significant. Significant. And like you, you, you immediately know exactly what's going on as a reader. You know exactly what's going. You on. You know exactly what's going on in the scene where he nurses her through her yeah. sickness, and like, somehow it becomes like the central relationship conflict mm -hmm. because there's the work side work work conflict which is they're in competition for the job which would could possibly have an effect on the relationship right but the relationship conflict mm -hmm. you know like they get together and then of course there has to be some reason they can't actually be together it's it's all due to this misunderstanding misunderstanding i agree that that was a little bit easy to see coming and thereby was, frustrating, but yeah. I will say this, the conflict lasts half a chapter. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't last long, thank God. Yeah. But it was definitely, like, uh, that. I was like, ugh, like, I was really, the fact, the, the thing that I saw and the main character didn't, didn't bother me that much mm -hmm. until it suddenly became, like, a major conflict. Yeah, and she's a little bit, you as the reader see a lot more than she does. She's yeah. so in denial about him and his feelings yeah. for her and what's really going on between them. Yeah. But, but I'm still, I still was just like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, it clearly didn't bother me, but yeah, valid. Like, that is absolutely what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, we also forgot another one of the sexy scenes. Oh, which, which one is that? <laughs> the one when they're in the broom closet at work. Oh, and yeah. And he's making her put his hands all over her body. Yeah. It's very good, you guys. Yeah. I really can't stress enough. Yeah. A plus for sexiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> offensive. So was this book offensive? Um, it plays a little up, like, gender norms. Yeah. Clearly, like, she is hyper femme. Big skirts, yeah. red lips, he like, heels, whatever. And he's hyper mask. But, like... It, I don't think it moralizes that. Like yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't veer into offensive for me because I don't think it's celebrating yeah. it. It's just like you said, the yin and the yang opposites yeah. attract thing. Yeah, it's very opposites attract. It's like she has to be hyper feminine because he is hyper masculine. Right. Like there's no. There's not a. There's no happy medium here. Like that just doesn't exist. But it's beyond even the tropes of masculine and feminine. Like he is perfect and he just exists to serve her. Like yeah. she can't cook. He keeps her tea in his house. Yeah, right. Like, he just exists to please her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. If, yeah. You, if you're offended by that, first of all, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so I talked about this. I really like that she didn't have any issues of, like, not thinking she was pretty, mm -hmm. like, not thinking she was good enough. Like, there was nothing in there like that at all, which, right. which can play a role in a lot of these books. Mm -hmm. um, so I really liked that. I really liked that she cared about fashion, you know, like, that yeah. she thought about it. I, I like to think that I look nice at work. I was actually thinking about this because of something else, but um, but like I, I pick out my clothes and like I know what I want to wear, and so it's it's nice to read that in someone who's not a because it can in these books caring about fashion can be a villain feature or just like a symptom of an airhead. Yeah, and she's clearly too. not. That too, yeah. The, okay, so there's one trope that I've noticed. Sally Thorne has only written two books. Mm -hmm. This and her second, which we will not be reviewing because it disappointed me so much I cannot talk about it objectively. She told me I should not read it. So but, like, okay. There's a, something, one of her characters has to have a business idea. Okay. That gets way too much attention. So yeah. in this case, as part of her job interview, Lucy's preparing um, an idea for the company to use ebooks, like yeah. to increase its digital presence within the publishing space. 
in the other one, um, the main character's best friend has a clever underwear company. <laughs> clever underwear? Where she prints like clever phrases. Oh, clever! On I was gonna say, is this like is this like a clever phone? No, 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 <laughs> no. It's not a clever phone. Um, but so, it talks to you. <laughs> and it bothered me less in this one than it did in the other. Yeah. But like, there are significant pages devoted to her ebook idea. Yeah. Like she has to have a business idea. Yeah. I will say. So another thing. It's, not offensive it's just something that i don't like is that he did get jealous of the other dude the guy that she went on a date with fair i'm not bothered by that yeah I think. yeah but also because this book is so tropey yeah. in the masculine feminine dynamic that yeah. it's just a little bit more expected and it, like she has some yeah. jealousy stripes in this one too yeah a little bit more justified <laughs> yeah but but and, and i'm not saying that that's necessarily bad like you know any book any romance novel written in the 90s, it's going to have something in there. Well, and let's be honest, today too, especially historical romances, they're going to be something about how suddenly the man feels possessive. Yes. Like not necessarily jealous, but he's going to be like, oh, I should be the only one to see this or, you know, right. whatever. And so I get it that this is very tropey. I didn't love it here. Fair. I think maybe because it was contemporary. Maybe I can overlook it in historical romances because I'm like, oh, you know, this was like back then. And like, I would be pissed if my husband did that to me. Like, at all. I would be so pissed. I think this falls into one of those, I don't know that I'd love it in real life. Yeah. But I'm not bothered by it in a book. Okay. It's fair. But yeah, you so know? if you, you hate jealousy. I mean, it's the, look, I'm saying that this is just, this is just me. It's, these are like my personal pet peeves. Well, and I, I'm also, I don't know how offensive this is, but Meg is right. He keeps a diary with information about her that is low-key. It's He's, like... If, if, if this book were not written as well as it is, it would, he would be a creep. He would be a creepster. And like in the Edward Cullen breaking into Bella's room to watch her sleep kind of way. Yeah. Not in a like wear her skin kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, this is a well-written book that is just meant to be fun. Yeah. So it comes off as, like, she thinks he's got this big secret code, and it turns out it's literally just, like, stuff about her day and, yeah. like, how much he ran at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, but, like, like if I found out that one of my coworkers were writing down information about me and his agenda, I'd be like, ew. Right, and this isn't one of those things that we've talked about before where, like, it's hot if a hot guy does it and not if a weirdo you don't want near you does it. Like, this would be weird no matter, no matter what. what. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely, there's a suspension of disbelief. If mm -hmm. you love really realistic people and relationships in your romance novels, you might not love this. Yeah. But it's... Uh, Clearly, I don't care. Once yeah. again, I'm obsessed with this book. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, like, this is one, this is the word, these, these are the novels that we like. We like books that are fun. Yes. You know, we're, we're not and all we, about the angst. We do have some angsty ones planned for yeah. you guys upcoming. There, okay. There's there are certain angsty books that I do like, mm -hmm. but they're they're pretty few and far between. Like I don't usually say I love this book, and there's like, especially not the romance novels yeah. because. I, I don't mean to say this to belittle romance novels at all. Clearly, I love them. Yeah. These are absolutely my escape fiction. Yeah. Like, I might read a story about the plight of a, you know, a, a repressed community or, um, yeah. like, a dark and serious book yeah. about, like, something going on in modern society or a fictional world. Yeah. If I'm picking up a romance novel, it's because I want that. Right. Like, I know I'm going to feel happy right. at the end of this. Right. And so I don't necessarily want there to be a lot of strife and angst because it's not why I'm reading it. Yeah. Well, and I know that some people like that because at the end everything is happy and people have really overcome like major issues that maybe are similar to something that, that people have gone through. And maybe it's, it's 
a, a mark of our privilege that we don't have to worry about that. Like, I, I don't know. Or that we can so consciously choose to avoid it in yeah. our, like, escapist fiction. Exactly. But, yeah. I mean, there. I love certain angsty authors. I, I really do. Yeah, you we, do. We will talk about them. Um, but in general, I would prefer just like some really fun, like books where you realize as you're reading them that you're just smiling. Yes. And this is fluff times 10. Yeah. So overall recommended. Overall recommended. Me. Agreed. It is a contemporary novel. Keep that in mind. But it's fun. It's really, it's a great time. So we appreciate all of you for listening. Yes. If you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you have any suggestions for books we should cover coming up or any other feedback, we can be reached at Plotris on Instagram or Plotris at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.